0: dropped a two-ton bomb on the NCAA this week, ruling that pretty much everything that entity has enforced about student-athlete compensation was completely null and void. It's all going to get obliterated in short order. And that made me wonder, why don't we have minor league football? Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning, I'm Dayan Kovachevich of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Steelers. comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. Humor me on this. This isn't strictly a Steelers subject. But I've never understood why it's so universally accepted. In our country, in which football has long since surpassed baseball and everything else as our national pastime, as our most popular and beloved sport, why this is the only one that only has one level? Never, ever, 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 ever will understand that. And please don't tell me, that, oh, we have it in college and high school and everything else here. It's not the same. It's not the same as second-tier professionals. In baseball, we have second-tier, third-tier, fourth-tier, fifth-tier, and sixth-tier professionals, and that's after Major League Baseball took over the minor leagues in the past year and eliminated 40 affiliates. We still have six levels of minor league baseball and those franchises cover the scope of the united states of america big towns sure some of them small towns most of them they're part of the fabric of those communities football no it's 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 basically even if you believe that college football is going to survive this in some significant way, it's still basically one team to a state, at the most two teams to a state, unless you're talking about Texas and whatever, the bigger, the bigger states, the handful. But for the most part, there's not a small-town football minor league Anything in this country, and that makes no sense to me. Can you imagine the money that would be made from even just one Tier 2 minor football league? I'll give you a a parallel here. I mean, the, the easy one is baseball because there's so many of them. But I don't know that you'd ever be able to pull off multiple tiers with football because the average career span of a player is so short that you got to move through the process pretty quickly. But what you can do is have one Tier 2 league. That's, I guess if you go to hockey, you'd be looking at the American Hockey League, which has an affiliate for every team in the NHL. If you were looking at soccer, you'd be looking at The United Soccer League, USL, which has a franchise here in Pittsburgh with the Riverhounds, some are affiliated with MLS. Some, like Pittsburgh, aren't. But there's a bunch of those. There's 30-plus of those. There's 30-plus in the American Hockey League. If you had one of those in football and you just spread them across 30, 32 Let's say 32, so there's one for each NFL team. American cities. It would be amazing, and everyone would watch. There's no one who wouldn't watch. We tune in as a country for XFL, USFL, CFL when they put it on, and now CFL is talking to XFL, and there's discussion about the resurrection of the USFL. How about an actual FL that's affiliated with the NFL? Why is that such an outlandish thing? Because football's gotten its minor league development for free through the colleges. That's the most common answer. But maybe that's not how it's going to go now. Once you start opening that door to compensation, once you start opening that door to the players being paid for their Names and likenesses in video games and other merchandise, as we've already seen in recent years, we're not that far away from seeing football go the same route that college basketball has gone with the one and duns, and not long after that, the none and duns, where they just go right into the draft. Well, what happens then? What are you going to do if you're the NFL? Expand practice squads? No. Already in the NFL, practice squads are a problem. You can put 12 guys on there and they come out and, yeah, they do practice. But are they playing football or are they getting better? No. Is the league benefiting from any of these guys? uh, Ascending to some other level because they're playing in games and showing what they can do? No when the nfl did have its last most recent pseudo semi quasi developmental league it was overseas in europe and it was a it was a bold concept i've always given the nfl and everybody involved a lot of credit for the world league i actually went to a world league game once in amsterdam and it was It was pretty neat. 12,000 people there. Not one of them could understand why the action kept stopping. But they played music every time the action would stop and everybody would get up and dance. So they thought that was even cooler than when the action was going on. But I digress. (laughs) The World League was neat. The World League wasn't going to make it. But you had players perform over there. Heck, you had players perform... In arena ball in the United States, notably Kurt Warner, ended up going into the Hall of Fame. These are are the kinds of things that happen when you have minor leagues and give players a chance beyond their senior year of college. Well, now, if the college system gets blown up in any capacity and to any degree you're going to see more of these younger players, these college-aged players, just kind of floating around, maybe finding something else to do, and it's going to hurt football when, in fact, football could burnish its brand in the most beautiful way possible by spreading out across the country, by spreading into markets that would never dream they'd have any connection to the National Football League. You'd also be able to right some wrongs. You could have a franchise again in San Diego, for example, in St. Louis, for example. There's a lot, a of, lot of positives to this. And my guess is that even my saying this to you right now is probably getting the reaction, What? Seriously? Minor league football? I mean, the word, the phrase doesn't even roll off the tongue. Minor league football. What are you talking about, minor league football? There's no such thing as minor league football. Why isn't there? Why isn't there? If only for the money. You'd now be going from basically 32 teams to 64 teams, have them play a different time of year, put them on every network that's out there. We would all watch every last one of us who loves football would watch this stuff you know what i'm just gonna go start this myself i'll i'm gonna get this done between now and the second segment so stay with me here One question and before I get around to announcing the creation of my Minor League football loop, I'm going to let you know that this portion of Daily Shot of Steelers is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents. We need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG are super lawyers. That's an official thing. That's a designation, capital S, capital L. They've been that for over 15 years. That's reserved for the top 5% of all attorneys in our commonwealth. Learn more about them at LGKG.com. Today's question comes from Ben in D.C., who asks? Knowing that there's still a full camp and preseason ahead, what do you think's the most likely way the Steelers' punter situation will shake out? Jordan Berry makes the team with Presley Harvin the third on the practice squad, or is it more likely that Berry is either cut or traded for, say, a fifth or sixth rounder? Assuming you could base this on OTA observations without divulging any classified intel, well, here I'll be honest with you, Ben. This is my classified intel on the punting at uh, the OTAs at minicamp. I wasn't watching the punting. (laughs) There you go, right? I mean, there's a lot of different moving parts at these sessions. And your eyes don't gravitate toward the special teams. That tends to be a pretty lonely part of the football field where that stuff's going on. I will say that I believe that you don't invest a draft pick in a punter without giving him every opportunity to make the team. You don't invest a draft pick in a punter the year after you already cut the guy who's supposed to be his competition coming into this camp unless you had some pre-existing dissatisfaction with that punter, meaning Barry. And you don't draft a punter unless you see something more to him. Harvin has the freakishly strong leg. Harvin also showed in college an exceptional ability to run fakes. Now, you know, that doesn't mean he's Johnny Hecker, but it does mean that he's able to throw a spiral when it's needed. And when it was needed in college, and sometimes even when it wasn't needed, just to make sure that there'd be some nice field position and a surprise, he was able to engineer those plays. I really expect that if Harvin gets through camp without significant holding issues, uh, meaning, of course, placeholding uh, on kicks, and doesn't flub a significant number of punts. It doesn't look like he has any kind of yips or anything like that. I believe he's going to be the punter. In which case, Ben, Jordan Berry is welcome to come and play in my... New minor league. I have a I have a franchise that I'm gonna put just for Barry since he's Australian. I'm gonna put it in like Sydney. And they're they're gonna play games against my new minor league franchise in London. And you're gonna be talking about travel, wear and tear between these two teams. And when Jordan Barry shanks his first three punts and doesn't have Mike Tomlin to steer him down coming off the field, he can say, Man, it was it was all that jet lag. I appreciate the question, Ben. I appreciate everybody listening to this rather unusual episode of Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll have another one of these tomorrow.